Michael. It will destroy you too. One day, Michael, this rage which drives you, you think if you kill them all, it will go away. It won't. You have to fight it in the place where it's strongest. Where it all began! If you want to get rid of this rage... Michael, go home! Go home! Regardless of what anyone else thought about Halloween 4, executive producer Mustafa Akkad saw the movie as a success. And in fact, it did do well enough at the box office, so Akkad wanted to strike again while Michael Myers was still on everyone's mind, so part 5 of the Halloween franchise hit theaters just one year later after part 4. In October of 1989, Halloween 5 would continue the story of Michael Myers, his niece Jamie, Jamie's foster sister Rachel, and Dr. Loomis, but it would take their story in directions no one could have easily predicted. With the final scene of part 4 setting up what seemed like a new direction for the series, some executive decisions had Part 5 take a few steps back in order to give people what the filmmakers thought people wanted. Though the poor box office numbers reflected a miscalculation on the filmmakers' parts, I personally had rather fond memories of the fifth Halloween movie before my most recent viewing. But how does the movie fare when compared to the previous installments? And with its odd story choices from the opening scenes to the closing credits, is it a fitting follow-up to the movie that arguably reinvigorated the franchise? Join us as we explore these questions and more as we take a look at Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, here in The Last Theater. Welcome to part 5 of The Last Theater's Halloween franchise retrospective. My name is Chris. My name is Joey. And if you missed anything so far, the first four episodes... Go back to cnjradio.com and check them out there or go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. So let's jump into it. I didn't really like part five on this viewing. Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> um, it suffers greatly from being watched back to back with part four because as I said in the towards the end of the last episode we did, I really enjoyed the ending where Jamie is brought out to possibly follow down the unfortunate path of her uncle michael myers yeah it seems like and i'm you know a little behind the scenes i'm i saw you talk this intro up chris yeah and it really resonated with me because and great job by the way Thanks. they they had this thing right there and it was well received by fans box office was good i don't hate it i think it's pretty fun yeah and to not capitalize on all of that yeah uh, is is such a mistake. They made some yeah. really poor choices in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know who to blame. I, I got to blame everybody involved in the sense of I got to blame Mustafa Akkad and who's the director at fault? It's a French guy, right? Uh, French Swiss. I think he's Swiss born. Oh, wow. But good day, mate. French <laughs> His name is uh, Dominic Othenin Gerard. I'm okay. not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, sure. but that's what I see it on the page as. Okay. It's almost spelled like Dominique. It doesn't look like Dominique. I thought yeah. it was a, a female director yeah. when I was just looking at the IMDb. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, right yeah, on. But no, so, it was just a French dude. Yeah. 
God, there's so much to talk <laughs> about, Chris. I mean, like, you can't not talk. We actually were pretty good about not discussing things that get overly analyzed in the fandom in part four, and I was really yeah. proud of us. <laughs> we didn't talk about the blonde wig. I'm talking about it now. Uh, yeah. But I'm padding this episode. Uh, we didn't talk about the, um, uh, the 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 girl, the little girl from part one might have been in part four. We didn't talk about any of that because yeah. it's all exposition, and it's kind of incidental when the day is yeah. when it's all over. Yeah, incidental. Thank you. That's a way better word than I used. God, man, where to start? Let's talk positive. Daniel Harris is back. Yeah, Daniel she's Harris good. is back. She's great. She does <laughs> extremely well with what she's given, um, but she is forced to not speak for most of the movie. <laughs> For whatever reason, like she's really good at delivering lines. Yeah. She conveys good emotion. Yeah. Great screamer. Or she's not going to talk for like at least yeah. a good half of this thing. And then when she finally does start talking, there's not really a good explanation. You get the explanation of why she starts talking again, yeah. but it's not like this big revelation, and it doesn't lead to anything. There's no reason for her to have not spoken for the entire movie and then start speaking towards the end because it doesn't serve any purpose. And but I could tell. How much of a ripoff is Rachel? Rachel dies, by the way. She dies yeah. after the third of the way through the film, if yeah, that, a fourth. Yeah. It's the same exact uh, as the beginning of Friday the 13th, part two. I mean, it rolls oh, yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. I thought I heard a noise in the house. Yeah. Uh, there's an animal involved in a, mm. in a potential scare. I just took a shower mm-hmm. and I die. Yeah. Like it's not it's not even as creative as a, of a death. Right. It's just like this weird tragic like shoulder heart stabbing. Apparently it's, it was supposed to be more graphic, but the actress playing Rachel thought it was too graphic. That's fair, that's what I read. What? I don't know how true that fair is. Fair enough. I don't think she should have been beheaded or anything. Yeah. But it was, uh, he was supposed to like stab her like down the throat with scissors, but he just stabs her in the chest instead. Yeah. All right. I mean, everything about this film is just kind of a disappointment like <laughs> yeah it really was it's it's unfortunate again like i said watching it back to back with four because four is pretty good it's strong and yeah. the the director said in the commentary for part four yeah. still going to reference that yeah because he was asked by the guy kind of interviewing him and watching the film with him like were you approached to do five he goes yes i was oh, because that. it was a success we yeah. were proud of it we had you know everything positive why not right yeah. and he goes i think i just he goes, I liked Four so much, and I thought we did enough of a good job. It was a perfect uh, cast. Everybody got along. It was just like a perfect set, and it's kind mm-hmm. of rare. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I just didn't want to tempt fate, and yeah. I just said, no, let's, uh, let's not. That's a good <laughs> parallel. Like you said in the last episode we did, that he intended for that to be, he intended the ending to be a cap-off to the series, if, yeah. if they wanted it to be. And so talking about that, saying that he didn't want to do the next one because he didn't feel like he had anything more to say yeah, necessarily. Basically, yeah. That's what John Carpenter said about part two. So <laughs> yes. I'm not saying that, that he is on par with John Carpenter, no, but no. he has and the same... he wouldn't same, either. <laughs> yeah, but he has the same mentality of like, that's what I wanted to do. I did it. Um, let someone else do it. Yeah, and Mustafa's going to continue on in, yeah. in spite of himself. It's weird. He's like the good guy and the bad guy in this series. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's amazing that he exists because Halloween exists because of him. Right. In a sense, because of, of how yeah, he's Michael struggling. Myers really exists as an icon in a large part because of Mustafa Akkad. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. 
But I think you asked where we start. I think we kind of start with the behind the scenes, maybe, sure. because it does seem like there was a lot of push and pull and between the director and the writer, the initial writer, because there were there were two writers yes. plus the director wanted to add his stuff to the script. Yeah, um, Mustafa Akkad wanted certain things that the director didn't necessarily want to yeah. do, and even Donald Pleasance, who was back for this one, uh, didn't. He I when was reading, like I said, I've been reading some of the Fangoria articles yeah. from the time. Even in the Fangoria article, he was like, I didn't really, I don't like what the director's doing with the character or with the way the story's going and, and did, didn't he say that he was like i'll do it but i'm i'm done like you got to kill me yeah in those articles he didn't but these were before the movie came out okay um but it was saying all of the articles i read were saying that loomis probably dies in this movie they were saying <laughs> that before the movie even came yeah. out and you know um, what else they said that they didn't deliver on hmm. because uh once again going back to my uh, child brain yeah when this was coming out they sold this entire film to the public as an unmasking of Michael Myers. Yeah, I was reading that too. And they were really putting over the fact that Michael Myers was going to shed a tear in this movie. I, I'd never heard that. Yeah. But I knew that they were like, wow, he's going to yeah. unmask. Yeah. And for anybody that saw the first one, they're like, okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so basic plot of this movie, uh, well, let's just... I don't want to go over a basic plot. No. Basically, it doesn't deserve it doesn't deserve the kind of thing yeah. you're trying to give it, Chris. Jamie's back. She's in like a, a mental place, or yeah. I don't know if it's like a mental institution. It's not a mental institution, it's not a but, mental it's, institution but it's it's a hospital it's a for hospital, kids yeah. that need like 24 hour yeah. care. And know? Loomis is apparently her doctor. Um, it's an old folks home for kids, <laughs> right? Basically, <laughs> there's your band for Coachella next year. Right. Old folks home for kids. Playing um, third stage, by the way. <laughs> but we talked about the mystis, mystical aspect that I didn't feel was in part four that might be because you do feel, and rightfully so, that it was in part four. There's no question in part five that there is this mystical connection between Michael and Jamie because she's she knows where he is when he's doing things and she feels what he's doing as he's doing them. Yeah. Um, and so that's a big part of the movie. So basically... Michael is stalking. I don't know. Like I don't even know the plot necessarily. He's just kind of wandering around and <laughs> doing things. So talking about the behind the scenes stuff, Donald Pleasance. One of the things that he said was that he was disappointed that they didn't go with Jamie as the killer in this one. He wanted her to do that. He thought that would have been a better mm -hmm. movie. He said that in these articles that were yeah. promoting the new movie. Yeah. And since you brought it up, mm. she brought Donald up again. Danielle Harris reveals in the commentary, she goes, there's that scene where I'm like trying to color something mm -hmm. in the classroom mm -hmm. in the hospital. And when Donald leads in and he's trying to tell me something, we are face to face, yeah. nose to nose. And I was like, woo, that's some alcohol right <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. Like, so apparently Donald was getting drunk in his trailer before takes. Mm. And hey, we love Donald. Yeah. I don't really blame him. <laughs> I can't really yeah. blame him on this. I mean, yeah, yeah it's not professional. But damn, yeah, like yeah. that—that—that's kind of all but you need to know, this isn't is it? a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently, the initial script, which is written by a man named Shem Bitterman, um, did have <laughs> is that Jamie. A real name? Yeah, apparently. Well, I don't know. It could be a, <laughs> a fake name. Better not be. <laughs> like Alan Smithy or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Shem Bitterman wrote this script where Jamie was the killer. Having a kid as a killer is really dark and that would be a, probably a hard sell yeah you gotta go all the way back to what alice sweet alice uh yeah, yeah. i guess so something like that yeah there you go um, look at me yeah, hey. <laughs> but i mean they could have done it there could have been a time jump and it could have been like 10 years later and she's this 
teenage killer or something or yeah. you don't even know who it is and they play it more giallo style and you only see like hands and then it's if you gotta commit to this mental thing that they share yeah. I, I feel like maybe the movie would have been better if she was killing yeah. and they're both doing it at the same time yeah. they both get the urge to kill at the same time yeah. and then they meet in the middle towards the end of it yeah. and then you know, fill in the blank write yeah. your own script and they but go off together or something maybe you know? that's all I can really think yeah. of as far as some possible way to make this movie better yeah I was getting like flashbacks to like you know Friday Thirteenth Part Five, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Nah. But I kept going, man. I'd rather be watching Friday Thirteenth Part <laughs> Five right now. Yeah, the fucking the stuff in the barn, their pitchfork thing. Yeah, like I mean, and like I said, the Part Two callback. There's a lot of Friday ripoff in this. It felt, especially when the party sequence out on the farm, it felt a lot like a Friday the Thirteenth. A lot like it. The only thing that's neat about that party. As you were talking about the old woman, you see, yeah. you see this old woman in the house, yeah. and you're like, "What is the story here?" Yeah, she's just there's this old woman. You see this party scene with all these kids dancing and drinking and doing everything, yeah, kind of in and, a trailer house, like a like a fancy trailer house, yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. And then you see this shot of this old lady just sitting there by herself in the middle of this room as the kids are dancing around her, and it yeah. kind of pulls back and like, "What's the deal here? Did these kids like in my brain, in my head canon there? They just." all showed up at her house and were like, let's have a party. Yeah. And she was like too scared to do anything. So she just sat there while he did it. Or maybe she's like, hey, free booze. Right. You know, why not? <laughs> right. Like, maybe she's the divorced uh, person from the old man and Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't say anything either <laughs> right. while he sent the table. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to keep referencing 70s horror cinema just to keep me in a good mood. <laughs> so, yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, we learned that Jamie actually didn't kill her mother, which I, don't, I think that's a cop out. I think oh, she yeah. should have done it. It still would have worked with the way they, they made the movie yeah. anyway. Oh, oh, by the way, it was a different guy that actually wrote the script that they shot, uh, yeah. Michael Jacobs. But apparently the director kept putting things in and reading the that Fangoria article it was saying that there were lots of things shot that weren't even in the script he kept adding stuff on the set you know, like so it seemed like a stressful set to say sure. the least they don't even have the same Michael Myers yeah it's like not, there's nothing that was, to call back that was one thing that Donald Pleasance was saying too is like the height changes of Michael between the movies is like gigantic. Like he was five eight in one, he was five ten in another one, in another one he's six two. I don't know what his height is in this one. Like mm-hmm. reading reading that, I'll find a link to post on cnjradio.com oh, wow. for the article I read because it's pretty funny reading what Donald Pleasance is saying about the movie. He's um, definitely they got they got him on a really good candid day in yeah, Fangoria. Yeah. I'm sure Tony Tippo was like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so early setup is Rachel has a new friend Tina, who I actually like the Tina character. I like the character. I don't think I like the real person. Oh really? Because <laughs> no. no, no, I've heard she's really nice. Right. Danielle put her over, so I'm gonna yeah. keep it as gospel. But that's and I'm, I'm thinking that maybe it's just tired hmm. and. By the way, since I'm thinking about it right now, you saw it with me, Chris. Mm. The special features, and I am using oh, air yeah. quotes, the special features on this, the worst, what do you, What can you even say? Like those They're aren't... just leftovers. They're not actually anything put together. It's yeah. just someone had a camera on set, and they didn't edit 
anything out. They didn't edit anything together. They just yeah. like just put like five minutes of that on the thing. It reminds me of stuff that I was doing when yeah. we used to film some of these shorts right. and like the full length. Yeah, yeah. We'd start interviewing people between takes, yeah. and it's not compelling at all. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like fucking around. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, we have video cameras now, yeah. and they're filming. I like filming them filming the movie. Like, yeah. that's good to get, like, if you're going to do, like, the one action shot, like, the car thing. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they had it for that. The one thing where Danielle trips and well, it was falls. Tina. In... Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. It was Tina. She falls on her face. Yeah. When she's running when from the car. When a car is coming behind yeah, her. Yeah, directly, which is not how you're supposed to shoot these <laughs> things, by the way. So, Dominique kind of fucked up there. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, it's just, by the way, yeah, so don't watch special features. That's basically what I'm getting at, because it's like 20 minutes, you'll never get back. We started fast-forwarding like five minutes in, like, let's get to the next thing. Just boring as shit. So, and I get get the completest nature of the special features, but, man, it'd almost be worth it more. It'd be a a really good addition by subtraction. Right. Uh, Yeah, so. So, the, the basic thrust of the the movie that kind of sends everybody on their way is there's a party at the farmhouse. That's, that's all there really is yeah. to this thing. Tina and they have another friend, uh, Sammy. Yeah. Sammy, Samantha. She goes yeah. by Sammy, another yeah. blonde. So apparently they can only have one blonde pretty girl in the movie. So like, Rachel gets... It's like they regenerate. Yeah, like. exactly. That's what it felt like because we see Tina and Rachel early. We get, okay, they're friends. And Tina knows Jamie and she cares about Jamie. Um, not like a sister, but like a friend of her sister. And that's what their relationship kind of is. Yeah. Um, Tina is super energetic, over the top. She's got super 80s clothes on. And um, they're talking about this party that they're all going to go to. Yes. And Rachel is like kind of wishy-washy about it but she says she's going to end up going because she has this option to go with her parents that are somewhere else they're absent completely from this movie yes um and i would be too if if the the foster kid tried to murder my wife like a year ago yeah but uh the fact that they're in the same town is even weird in my opinion yes Okay, well, we, we need to talk about Michael first, I guess. Jump sure. Jump back. So, Michael fell down the well. We yes. get an extension of that. And Sting is there trying to dig him out. He's Sting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <up> stupid. Um, <laughs> so, he is, we see an extension of the final chase scene at the end of part four. So, yes. we see Michael actually in the well at this point. They Oh, I, Dominique was pissed, by the way, that they inserted stuff from four in his movie. Oh, really? He mentions that the commentary goes, I had nothing to do with this. What is this? Like, he was pretending to react to That's it dumb. for yeah. the first time. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you gotta explain these things sometime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is pretty telling. It's like when they put in scenes from part one into part two. Yeah. It's very clear the difference of lighting and technique when they add stuff directly into scenes like that. And you can tell in this one too, it's very clear the stuff that's added, even if you hadn't seen part four. Yes. Um, but they, I think they fill the, or they try to fill the thing with cement or something, or maybe I'm thinking of something I read online. I can't remember. Maybe they did throw dynamite down there. I'm already like forgetting (laughs) because this is just so bad. But basically Michael crawls away at the bottom of the well and there's tunnels or something going on underneath and he ends up in this shack with this hermit guy yeah and after he swims through a river yeah he needs to cool off a little bit (laughs) i like that he kind of lays back a little bit almost like he's taking it easy taking a break great like lazy river yeah yeah we missed out on this great one season sitcom because he lives with this vagrant for a fucking year yeah yeah a whole year of just laying there and you, you think after a while the guy would be like Maybe I ought to start digging a hole. I'm talking like two weeks in. <laughs> right. but no, apparently this is a missed opportunity for 
a, a sitcom in the 80s. I'd watch that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But it comes up to be Halloween, so Michael, the trigger goes off, and maybe it's the trigger of Jamie, maybe the connection that they have kind of triggered him or something. But basically, he kills the vagrant hermit guy, and he goes off. So that's all that is. It's such a weird thing. And yeah, what a what a freaking turncoat. Like, <laughs> like... I mean, yeah, he's not mentally all there, I guess, but that's a, that's a real yeah. shit thing to do. Yeah. You know, let him be. Like, why why couldn't he be, like, the guy that warned the town? Yeah, he could have been the Harbinger of Doom. Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody believes you, homeless man, and you smell. You're right. Not as much as Donald right now. You're but, right. but dude, it, like, it could have been, like, coming into town, like, dude, this guy's not here anymore, and yeah. I think this is the guy you probably shot at a lot last yeah. year. Like, he could have just come clean. Right. Like, yeah, he could have more... That character could have been really fleshed yeah. out really well. And apparently the character is supposed to be like a teenager, like living by himself. You heard about that, yeah, right? Yeah, so mentioning that, in the article I read in Fangoria, there is a picture of a gentleman that we don't see in the finished movie, and it's of the guy that they originally shot to be in that scene with Michael Myers. Because yeah. you were telling me that he was supposed to have actually, like, tried to revive him, like, with mysticism or some magic or something. <laughs> right. Um, because in that opening scene, they make a point to show us Michael's wrist, and there's this mark on his wrist. It's like a line with a triangle going one way and two dots, I think. Um, and we see it pop up throughout the movie, and I feel like that's a holdover from that original opening, because in the article, it's actually a huge picture, and it's saying mm. that... They said Dr. Death, but I think that was just... They didn't know the character's name, and they just put that in the article, yeah. um, saying that he revives Michael Myers. So he wasn't just... Apparently, it feels a little bit maybe like a Friday the 13th thing, where he's actually as bringing him back from the dead, yeah. which could be a way to explain why he's so hard to kill. And once again, they didn't commit to this supposed yeah. mysticism, and if yeah. they insist on having some of the other things they're going to bring up, yeah. like, I don't know, the ending of the movie... Yeah. This might have been an important thing to leave in. It would have been a smarter bookend to the movie if they had done that at the beginning to make sense of this thing <laughs> that makes no sense and comes out of nowhere and has nothing to do with anything at the end. Because you're like halfway through the film, maybe more, and be yeah. like, what's with the tattoo? Yeah. I mean, that's literally how you find out about yeah. it. It's the tattoo. It shows up once in the Myers house. You see it on the wall. Um, I don't remember anywhere else it shows up. Uh, and, the man in black, I think, yeah. has it on him, but we'll get to him in a bit. And Dominique alluded to... We need to put this in the movie, like, as we're shooting it. Like, yeah. oh, great. That's one of the yeah. things I'm pretty sure he added, if not, like, to the script, just on the set. Yeah. Um, so lots of last-minute calls. But that was getting, so that's Michael coming back. Getting sure. back to, to Rachel and Tina. He Michael, how does he find Tina? I don't, Or how does he find Rachel? I don't even remember now. Um, but he, he finds out, well, he knew where Rachel lived, because it's, it's, it's the same house. It's the same house. It's supposed yeah. to be the same house. And so he goes there, and there's extended sequences of uh, first-person view from Michael Myers just watching Tina. And I won't get into you talked yeah. about that a second ago. Yeah. But that's where he kills Rachel, but nobody finds her body initially. Yeah. So Tina walks up later on. I feel like that might be a record. It takes forever for Jamie to find out that yeah. she's dead. Yeah. And it's like a good, cozy, what, 70 minutes later, probably. Probably, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Oof. And it's, I think the only one longer is probably like a Black Christmas, the original, because they never find that one girl. True. That one's still going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, talking about switching out the, the pretty blonde girls, after we see <laughs> Tina goes into the house because she wants to talk to Rachel about whatever, 
because she is supposed to go to the party, but now she's gone. Tina assumes that she went to leave with her parents. Um, and then we see Sammy come in, so they just, they tagged out, basically. Yeah, basically. And um, so a character that we know less about that is developed even less than Tina is throughout the movie, who is clearly just there to get murdered later on. So yeah. that's kind of... Almost uh, not as bad as the boyfriends, though. Yeah, like, two boyfriends. Especially the greaser guy. <laughs> the greaser guy whose name was, oh, Mikey, because that, that makes sense in a bit. It does. Yeah, Mikey <laughs> is the typical, like you said, greaser, leather yeah. jacket. Hey, don't touch my you know, car. He's always polishing his car, yeah. and he gets pissed off at this other guy named Spitz. Uh, who... Oh, Spitz is the worst too. But th- th- those two deserve each other. Yeah, good God, Spitz man. is Sammy's boyfriend. He yeah. works at the gas station, drugstore, or whatever, where he gets Mikey beer for the party. Yeah, and just to further drive the point home that these are all garbage people, especially, the dudes, especially the dudes. The dudes are sure. garbage people. Yeah. Uh, and Dominique actually does subscribe to the morals thing that we. Spent oh, really? an entire episode talking about how it doesn't matter yeah. because that's not the approach and anything else is just hacky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, they do these things and they get killed. That's basically his attitude. Yeah. He's very much, uh, yeah, who cares, you know? And, and this is the best part. Daniel's watching the film and the commentary with him and, and the guy that plays Billy. They do the yeah, commentary little, the together. little boy who's little Jamie's boy. friend. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about him in a second. But the best part is Daniel goes, she goes, wait, are those two smoking pot in the parking lot of the gas station? Like right in the middle of the day? Yeah. And they were. Yeah. It was, <laughs> like, well, they're kind of out of focus. Yeah. But they're clearly smoking pot. He's like, yeah. Yeah, they are. He did that just for the moral thing. Yeah. So they get killed. Yeah. See, and he actually... So that's another thing to take home about Halloween 5. That's a blatant sign of someone who does like the most basic reading of any of these movies. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't really... Talking about how people don't really get the first one. And the directors of a lot of these movies don't necessarily get the first one. That's why their movies don't turn out like the first one. I hear a lot of the... Oh, well, I went and watched them maybe for the first time. You hear that. that, Actors say it, too. You can almost forgive the actors. But like a director and a writer, like, oh, yeah, I went and watched them finally or something. You hear that more than you should, I think. So saying that, from having that come from a director is like, well, your movie's not going to be very good because you didn't understand what the movie was and what it's about. And really what a lot of these slashers are about. I watched you let me borrow your like 25 year anniversary documentary. And I was, I've been watching parts of it as we do these 25 years of terror. Yes. Yeah. And, um, one of the actors, I forget who said it, but they were like, um, you talk about like, it's these people have sex and then they get killed because of that. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. I'm like, no, it's not. And you're in the movie. Like, that's not what it is. Do you remember so, who said that? I don't. I have oh, to go dang. back and watch. All right. Well, that's a good plug for 25 years. Yeah. It's, it's pretty worth watching still, isn't it? Is it held yeah, up pretty yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except right. for like one of the critics, but yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> oh yeah. We won't talk about that. Yeah. So if it's a morality thing, then why did the hermit die? He only did good things with the vagrant or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, why did Rachel die? She didn't do anything. She didn't do anything in the first movie to warrant that. So yeah. it's it's not she, a, she may not have even been going off to have sex at a party this time. Right, yeah, exactly. She probably wouldn't have. Tina didn't. Yeah. She didn't do anything. She didn't do anything bad. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, not yet. <laughs> Why do all the dogs die in all these movies? Oh my God, Michael kills yeah. another dog in this movie, yeah, exactly. which is number four. So dogs are not bad things. So, yeah. 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 
Um, as soon as you, man, as soon as that dog showed up at the beginning yeah. of five, you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you cannot get attached yeah, to these things yeah. in Halloween. There are kittens in this movie, though. Yeah, yeah and, keep, uh, the kittens live. Yeah, I was thought that was so cool. I actually I had a theory that like they found this bar and they're like, great, and they were like, well, we just had a litter of kittens and you can't really move them once right. they're born. And you're like, all right, we'll make this work. <laughs> we'll write them into the script. Yeah, we'll put ketchup on one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the that's a bizarre image to me is like the kitten covered in blood. Yeah, like, it's it's cute but like weird and gross and creepy. It's, I don't know. It's just odd to me. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Sammy is like, "Hey, Tina, didn't you want to go?" No, Sammy is pulling Tina away from going to see Jamie because she wants to go to the party, and Tina is like we said with mikey who's a jerk so mikey ends <laughs> like up... i'm on a party chat line like yeah, in high school yeah, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mikey ends up getting murdered pretty quickly actually yeah. he doesn't last very long in the movie yeah. um, but he's already a garbage person he yes. is he gets angry at everyone in the only scene he's in he nearly punches uh, the other guy in the face he, who would have deserved it? Who, uh, he, his, all he did his, was touch his car. Yeah, but his stuff later on, he's he's a he's for the a, stuff later on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess obviously he couldn't tell, but I mean he <laughs> knows him well enough to party with him, right. And probably know that he's an asshole. <laughs> By the way, the car didn't get scratched. They they built an extra like a uh, trunk really? over the trunk. I wow. thought that was really neat. Wow. So that way you could still do it properly. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so. And if they need to do another take, they can do yeah. that way too. Yeah, totally. um, so but... for you car enthusiasts, <laughs> the car is fine. But <laughs> murdering Mikey actually led to one of the more interesting things I thought was in this movie yeah. is that we've established the fact that Michael Myers is a smart guy. We've established that since the first one. And in this one, he realizes he has an opportunity because he's been following Tina and Sammy since they showed up at Rachel's house, because he was still around there apparently, yeah, and he, he was, just followed him. He was in that like a kind of gazeboish yeah, kind of garden area. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. You were Tina and Sammy are talking because they're talking outside of where Jamie is. Yeah. Um, Jamie actually sees Michael at one point, but she doesn't think that it's really him because she's having these visions, and he's not there the next time she looks. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. But he, you see him like milling around in the background. Yeah. He never. The director. This is the one good thing I'll give him. He doesn't make it a point to show you that michael's there you just have to notice the movement in the background and realize that it's him yeah because yeah, you could almost say that that's a groundskeeper yeah because they would have the same kind of outfit on yeah and be in the same kind of positioning yeah so you could almost like maybe the For first sure. time i saw it that's I what i thought, thought it was that's what yeah. i thought it was yeah yeah so. um but michael realizes that he has an opportunity to for whatever reason i don't remember like there's no real reason why he went to this party because he already killed rachel and He's just doing stuff, yeah. but he does actually don a different mask for once. He gets this big, goofy, like, caricature-looking dude mask, and he's driving Mikey's car, and he picks up Tina to go to the party at the farm. And that was... So the reason that he was called Mikey is because Tina calls him Mike. So it's yeah. Michael Myers in there. Yeah. So it's it makes sense i mean it doesn't have to happen that way because yeah. he's hiding out anyway but it does kind of fit with michael's sense of like messing with people in a certain way although she didn't even know that he was messing with her so that doesn't track as well either so it's just mm. it's like the director understood or remembered parts of the movie and just kind of <laughs> jumbled them up and like mashed them into these different spots 
Um, but I did like the scene where she's trying to talk to him and he's just not saying anything yeah. and driving at him. And she it, ends up it, getting a little bit more pissed and pissed. That's well done. That's yeah. probably the best part of this whole movie. Yeah. I bet I can guess. Actually, I don't have to guess. I know what your least favorite part of this entire <laughs> movie is. All the things we talked about and yeah. you still haven't said anything about. Yeah. The cops. I hate them. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> the There are two cops in this movie. And it's not the actor's fault, it's the director's fault for what he did to put them in the movie. Um, basically, if you've seen The Last House on the Left, which is a movie I loved and which this podcast, the name of it, was originally based on and still is inspired by, there are two, the two cops in that movie basically are, they take the entirety of the movie to get to the house because they realize the bad guys are there. And they are the slapstick comedy shtick throughout the entire movie. They're the comedy relief, even though they don't need it in that movie. So that's Last House on the Left. In this movie, apparently the director wanted to pay tribute to that fantastic movie by paying tribute to the least best part of that movie. In the scene... It's apropos, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scene where Rachel is... She actually calls the cops because Jamie has a vision of Michael stalking her. And she thinks that Rachel is in trouble. Um, turns out she really is. She doesn't know that she is because Michael hides really well. Yeah. Um, but the two cops that show up to check out the house are these two goofball slapstick sticky guys who even have their own theme song. <laughs> Yeah. It's like this it's like a reality show, like Mark Burner, you know, like, yeah, with, with a horn, with the, the horn and the, the 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 what is it, the ratchet thing or whatever, like <laughs> the, where you slap the thing and it yes. goes boing, 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 boing. yeah, like that's literally in the movie. Mm -hmm. And and you said that I, I seem to have a memory, but you said that's definitely in Last House on the Left. They also. have their own kind of theme as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, it's it's <laughs> it, but it's so odd because it's so much of a departure in that movie. And it's so, it's not as much of a departure in Halloween 5, because the movie's kind of goofy anyway at times, yeah. but it's just so over the top that... I do not need to hear a toy duck quacking. Yeah. <laughs> like in a Halloween movie. I had Unless it's actually there in front of my face. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about him, really, because it's been a few years since I've seen Part 5, and it, Part 5 is one of, well, up to this point is the least I've seen among all of them up to this point, but... We'll get to that in the later ones because I've mm -hmm. seen those even less. Mm -hmm. But it—I don't know. It just—you saw me like I think you were looking at me when was, when you heard the music. I couldn't take my eyes off <laughs> you. I was like, I'm just shaking my head, like, nope, <laughs> do not like it. And so they keep popping up throughout the movie yeah. because the, apparently Sheriff Meeker is like, you need to watch Tina because Tina insists on going to the party at the farm even though Jamie has basically having a breakdown and yeah. she's not in a good spot but Tina's like she's not my sister or she doesn't say that she doesn't say that but she it can you can tell that she cares about Jamie yeah because she's like I'll be back I'm gonna yeah. stay the night but first I gotta go do this she cares but she doesn't believe right in what's exactly. going on yeah exactly so that's a, it's almost kind of a tragic situation for her because yeah, she dismisses Loomis too yeah like you know yeah. so yeah and Loomis is unhinged in this one like oh, he's yeah. way beyond anything he was in the previous ones which reading when I was watching the movie, I was like, he was playing it a little bit over the top, like mm -hmm. almost too much. But reading some of his interviews, <laughs> I it makes more sense hearing Donald Pleasance talk about it. Is that he's had not counting up to the first movie, like even beyond that, he had a chance to save 
these people 11 years ago at this mm-hmm. point, and he failed. Yeah. And 16 people died that night, um, if you believe the guy from Part 4. Actually, <laughs> 13 people died that night. Right. But... And then he's had 10 years to stew on that. Mm-hmm. And then in part four, he failed again and all these people died. More people died than in the previous night. And so at this point, yeah, it kind of makes sense that he's a little bit crazy. He's super in Jamie's face it, right from the start of the movie. He's yeah. almost not seeing her as a human being and yeah. more of as a way to get at Michael because <laughs> he's... That's, I mean, I guess that's absolutely what he's doing. Yeah, it works towards what he does in the end. But also, yeah, I mean, like, I'm surprised he didn't get booed out of the hospital multiple times. Yeah. He's, like, in her face. Like, yeah. why are you protecting him? Yeah. Shaking her bed. It's like, what is wrong it's with like, you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But Donald Pleasance played it that way on purpose. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. the director wanted Loomis to be more stern and stoic and kind of a, he, a person who has it all together and Donald Pleasance was like no like this isn't yeah. how this isn't the progression of that character that's no. not what he would be like exactly because you saw it wasn't four yeah and it was and it was a good choice then yeah, yeah. so yeah it's, so, God, yeah. you just want to change everything what a dick <laughs> so yeah so I, I I believe in Donald Pleasance and hearing that makes me like how he played Loomis in this one even though I don't really like Loomis in this movie sure it's for a good reason he convinces the sheriff to send the cops to Tina so the cops are kind of overwatching this party and they still have their theme music and they're what are they i don't even remember what they start they start about. playing cards i'm surprised they didn't end up like the two cops in minute work where they just yeah. wind up where michael myers actually doesn't kill him yeah. he just handcuffs them to each other and it looks like they're dry humping each other <laughs> yeah. like that's how those that's how the characters deserve to be yeah that's how they deserve to end up yeah yeah it's just it's just a mess and the two cops do end up getting murdered but we don't even get to see it there's no payoff <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, was one of your biggest cinematic disappointments right there. Yeah. So, but at least they're out of the movie. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this movie, really. I, Besides old Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> who comes to town. Yeah. I mean, we, we gotta talk about it because it's just... It, yeah. It, it kind of bookends the terribleness that is this movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's bad. Like... They, they insert this character, what, halfway through the film? About that? Uh, more than halfway, maybe. It, or it's it. maybe about halfway. I didn't, yeah. I didn't time it. <laughs> but like we, it's the man in black. He's yeah. a black suit. You never see his face. Um, we find out who this is later in the next movie, I believe. Yeah. Um, but it's there's no purpose to it. And it serves no purpose in the plot of part five. Mm-hmm. It is only there to set up a sequel. Um, yeah. The so he shows up on a bus at about halfway through the movie. We see him and he kicks a dog on his way out of the bus. He too. does, yeah. <laughs> More dog abuse. Like dog. Yeah, what is it? I don't. I don't know yeah. what it's about. But so that could be a connection to Michael. Maybe they're signifying some sort of connection um, because there was speculation in those articles I read about who mm-hmm. who that person was because they mentioned him. Gotcha. Um, but he he doesn't. What else does he do? I know he shows up at the very end, which we'll get to in a second. He's just kind of stalking the scene. Yeah. He's just watching to see how it's going to unfold. We just see him every once in a while. Yeah, you see his boots. Yeah, his little spur jangly sound that he makes. Yeah, uh, trench coat. So coat's got to be touching the ground almost. Yeah, and then when Michael is arrested. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of this movie, You're right? Which is a first. Yeah. So there, oh, that's neat. I mean, you know, hey, Loomis had a great plan, by the way. Yeah. He somehow managed to set a trap for him. Yeah. Uh, it's like ch- chain, like a chain net, basically. Yeah. So he could tase him a lot. 
uh, was it tasing? No, he, no, he used the a tranquilizer, tra- tranquilizer gun. gun, and he had to use a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Nice full circle from the speech in the station wagon in part one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Thorazine thing. It yeah. make, makes me think of it, at least. Yeah, yeah. Which is what they should have done, and none of this would have ever happened. <laughs> so he gets arrested, and he's in a regular-ass jail cell. Yeah, just, like, sitting there. As, I mean, it's as, a holding cell, I know, yeah, but it's still, so, yeah. It's, so, to me, it felt like there were two endings to this movie, because I felt like they maybe should have just ended it at the party sequence. And even that whole... I get the whole going back to the Myers house at the end. Yeah. But it felt like there were two climaxes in the movie. Because real, I guess Jamie is technically the main character. But honestly, I thought that... To me, it felt like Tina was more the main character in this movie. Just yeah. because we follow her more, it seems to me. After a while, And she's yeah. the one that's kind of carrying the narrative through... Yeah. So when she apparently gets killed, we don't. She he she gets stabbed like in the upper chest ish area, but more towards the shoulder. I'm gonna call it a kill because yeah. you saw her get hauled away on the gurney. You know, yeah. Jamie was crying about it. Yes, sorry, a little Van Halen reference there. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to. But yeah, I'm gonna say she's definitely dead. I, I think she is too, and I'm gonna count her in the kill count. And she seemed like the replacement for the foster sister, which we didn't need a replacement for. So it it felt weird that she was killed off there, but I felt like that whole sequence out in the woods should have maybe been... They should have tied it all there, because it felt like going to the Myers house at the end, even though, I guess, thematically, it sort of makes sense in the series. Well, they had to unmask him, even though they didn't. They didn't, yeah. (laughs) But basically, so after the party and a few people die, because everybody goes skinny dipping and just leaves the people that we know there, so that's convenient... (laughs) But they, Loomis has this plan to go to the Myers house to draw Michael there. And Loomis knows that Michael won't show up with all these police officers. Yeah. By the way, that Myers house has changed a lot yeah. aesthetically. Yeah. And it basically looks like the house that they were already in. It does, yeah. It really does. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, the, the guy that played Billy mm-hmm. uh, doing the commentary, he swears he's had more than one fan come up to him and goes, Why is she just sitting there brushing her hair? <laughs> I'm like, well, you probably know about as much as the director of this one. No, he didn't say that. He goes, I always just say, you might want to watch part one. Right. (laughs) Anyway, so there's that callback. Yeah. That's the main callback to the first one, for sure. That's definitely what it was meant to do. So it's even almost like a a reference to Friday Part 2 with Jason's mother. Here we go again. They do that with... (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of Friday references in this movie. Um, Or parallels or lifts rip and steep rip-offs. <laughs> Just say rip-offs. But, rip offs. but so they take Jamie or Loomis takes Jamie and has her sitting up in the second floor brushing her hair in front of the mirror just like Judith was at the very first scene in the first movie and Loomis knows that Michael won't show up but the cops are there like I said. So to me this felt a little weird we know that Jamie has this connection. Everybody knows that Jamie has this connection to Michael where she can see him do things. She knows where he is, sort of, in a way. Mm-hmm. I was unclear as to whether Jamie was faking a vision or whether it was real uh, when she has this vision of Michael elsewhere at the hospital. It works both ways, yeah, it but does. In, the, in the cut that they went with, she's faking it. Mm-hmm. But in the cut that uh, they they deleted this huge scene at the kid's hospital. Oh, really? Where this guy got this tremendous death, and he got really pissed because they spent a long time on it. Mm. It was hard to do, yeah. and it got completely left out. And he's the one getting hauled away. In oh, the really? Gurney. Yeah, it's okay. like a whole thing. And yeah, you never see Billy again either. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm still alive, you know, but it's yeah. just like, no, it's all, that's all left out. But so she's not faking it if they left that scene in. But yeah. I think in this version she is faking that's it. That's what it felt like because when she has this vision of like, he's not here, he's here killing people, all the cops except for the one in the room with Jamie leave. Yeah, the guy that got killed by uh, Ray Finkel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all of them leave. Ex- there's one cop out on the street that stays yeah. too because he dies as well. Yes. Um, but <laughs> that's a weird one. Like Michael apparently jumps out of the car once he yeah. crashes into him and just kills him. Like yeah. he is on the loose. Yeah. Shot out of a cannon. He yeah. stopped stopped by a coffee house on the way there or something. <laughs> but we do see there's footage from the hospital. A brief thing, like you said, we see two people being. Uh, carted out on on the gurney yeah. and this is when what makes me feel like like you said that it's she was faking i felt like loomis told her to do that in order to get the cops to leave because loomis immediately goes into like he pulls out his gun again he loved he loves his guns yeah. and he's like to the officer in the room with jamie he's like all right you're we're gonna do this whether you like it or not he pulls a gun on another police officer which he did in the second one um, how is he to, not in jail at this point? Yeah, it's to the point where he doesn't care that that cop dies. That's the impression yeah. I got because I did too, yeah. he does pull the gun on him, and that may not mean that he wants him to die. Not but there. I, I feel like he's like, well, if he's staying, he's probably going to die. Yeah. So at this point, he is so far removed from his original mentality. Yeah. That it's just pushed him to this point now. Yeah, he was and more... Now con- he, it has to be him. Yeah, he was more concerned with getting Michael than he was with anyone else dying. He didn't care as much about them dying as he did about getting Michael. Yeah. It's definitely Moby Dick. Like, it's yeah. exactly what it is. And you could almost argue or debate that he didn't care about her life That's, so much. Yeah. Because he's... If, if you count what he saw at the end of 4, yeah. maybe he shouldn't. What do you think about mm, that? I don't agree with you that. You don't agree with that? No. I'm just trying to, you know. From his perspective, maybe he feels that way. But from, like, a human standpoint, well, yeah. like, no. You don't want the little girl to die. Yeah. I get it. And yeah. I'm, I'm I'm on board with it, you know. So yeah. I'm just, you know, playing a little dumb. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to draw some interest here right. in this otherwise terrible movie. Which we're waxing about pretty well now in this last act. Yeah, well... Because we're, we're trying to forget about the man in black. Yeah. And the cops. We're, we're getting there. Because <laughs> basically what the whole thing boils down to is a big fight sequence between Loomis and Michael in the downstairs area. Where he's... Loomis is literally holding Jamie in front of him saying, come get her, come get her. Like, yeah. she's right here. Yeah. So it's... There's debate about whether he really meant that or not. Jamie doesn't know. Yeah. It's clear Jamie doesn't know. And if there hadn't been a new movie, there would be a debate on whether or not he even lived through the end of the yeah. movie. Because he got stabbed. They have this big fight sequence where he's shooting him with tranquilizers, the chain net. And he's... It's weird that... I guess he knows at this point that he can't kill him. So he's just trying to subdue him the best way he knows how yeah. to make sure he can't escape. Sure. But yeah, as Michael goes down finally, uh, Loomis, all bloodied up, he falls down on... Because he... Yeah, like I said, he gets stabbed. He falls down on top of Michael. We don't see Loomis again. Yeah, and not to get too much into six, but I think they explained that he had a heart attack during the struggle. <laughs> I, I, I'm almost positive that's what they say, but we'll save that for that episode. Yes, oh, that's man. oh, it's gonna be so much fun, Chris. Yeah, can we get out of here? Yeah, so that's the end of that. Is there's another scene after that we talk about the man in yeah. black? Man in black shows up. 
has a machine gun. Machine guns mm. all these cops in the yeah, police station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see all of it, but we see enough of it. And then it's just this murder house at the end of the movie where there's just this long panning shot right. going through with all these. I counted eight cops in there. Don't 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 try to be assault on precinct thirteen because you're not all assault right. on precinct thirteen. <laughs> you're not John Carpenter, dude. Yeah. I'm not saying he ever said that he was, yeah. but you're so not. Yeah, and it's just so weird. I know we saw cops dead in part four as well, but this one, the, the bars were like bent outwards, like they were like explosion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said in the commentary, yeah. So you're talking about the yeah, bars. Yeah. He goes, "Hey, you've never seen fire on prison bars, have you? Isn't that neat?" What? <laughs> <laughs> That's his rationale wow. for being in there. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the main in black, though. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> Sorry. Jamie is like, oh, no, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, it does. Yeah. It, 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 it. Um, this is the highest kill count of any movie so far, though. Yeah. Mostly padded by those cops at the end. Yeah. Um, but it is 20 humans killed, one dog. 12 of those humans were killed by Michael Myers, including, and the dog was another one killed by Michael. Zero breasts. Zero breasts. Uh, the kills, the vagrant got stabbed in the back. We saw that. Rachel gets stabbed with scissors. We saw one blow. Mikey gets stabbed in the face with this three-pronged garden rake thing, like the little handheld ones. Yeah, yeah for him. Yeah. Uh, we saw that. That was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, Spitz gets stabbed with a pitchfork. That was pretty cool. Sammy gets a scythe. We don't see her get struck, but we just see the swing and the blood. Yeah. The two comedy cops get stabbed repeatedly with a pitchfork, which we don't get to see. Mad about it. That's number six and seven. Number you're gonna have to hang your head on yeah. Eli Roth getting killed on the ball. Right. Still, <laughs> uh, Tina gets stabbed in the chest with a knife. We see one strike on that. Mm-hmm. Number nine was the cop named Eddie in the car. He eats the dash repeatedly. Yeah, uh, dash. Number ten is the cop named Charlie in the second floor with Jamie. He gets hung out the window um, with what was it that he had wrapped around his his neck? Oh, some uh, kind of cord. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was a, like a. Uh, Dummy, uh, like a dumbwaiter kind of thing with a pulley on it. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's like no. one of those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. Then we see two people that Michael killed from the hospital. There could be more, who knows. Yeah. Um, and then there were Sheriff Meeker plus seven other cops got oh. killed. So that's eight at oh. the very end to pad out the total human kill count to 20. You know, rest in peace, Sheriff Meeker. I mean, yeah. that guy. He survived through two. He was good, well, man. he didn't survive through well, two, but he yeah. was in two. I, I, one, of the better, one of the better horror movie sheriffs you're ever going to see. Yeah, I like Sheriff Meeker. Yeah, he's. Yeah. he's it's a good dude. Yeah. So do you have a favorite kill from this one? Yeah, we didn't get the cops. Yeah. Uh, nothing Nothing yeah. really struck me as being super creative. I mean, everything had been creative, done yeah. before. I really... Yeah. I, I'm going to have to piss on this movie so much <laughs> that I don't have a favorite kill. I think my favorite kill was Mikey, the stab in the face. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because you get to see it. Yeah. It's it's very much the, the hatchet in the face yeah. kind of thing, yeah. you know, from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Why not? It, and... Interestingly, the guy that did the makeup effects for this movie is Greg Nicotero, who was a K&B effects. I didn't realize that before watching this. I saw it in the credits. K&B, oh, I know that. Uh, Greg Nicotero is, he's a director now too, but he is a large, I think he probably runs K&B now. At the time, he had other people, he was working with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, two other of his cohorts in K&B were working on Nightmare Part 5, I think, at this point. Okay. So he did this one alone. Uh, Nick Otero did hmm. but he's great he's a protege of Tom Savini um, that's why the effects do look good in the movie good. what ones there are in it so obviously that was a nod to Tom 
With the with the glow to the head. He he likes to do that a lot. He works on The Walking Dead is the thing that most people probably know him from these days. He's directed a lot. He's a good director too. Okay. Um, But he does a lot of like nods to things from the past. You've seen all sorts of like Dawn of the Dead tributes in Walking Dead. So you're basically saying he should have directed this movie. He should have directed this movie. (laughs) It would have been a lot better. Talking a lot better about it. But that's that's all I got to say about this movie. It's. I'm not going to go ahead on record and say it's the worst because I don't think it is the worst in the Halloween franchise. I, God, it's so... It's, sadly, it's not. No, it's not the worst. Sadly, it's um, not. It's, it's watchable, but knowing what it could have been makes me sad when I watch it. Yeah. I wish It's a that, massive missed opportunity. Yeah. I wish that Jamie had... Even if she wasn't the killer in this movie, if they had continued that path and then the Halloween that came out 40 years after the original... You could have had Jamie as the new Michael Myers, as the new shape, and yeah. that would have been amazing. But they didn't do it. Well, we don't. We didn't have equal opportunity for women in cinema yet at this point, point. Yeah. and I don't know if we still do. Uh, that's another that's, that's uh, topic for another uh, today, episode. Yeah. I just wanted to throw all the shock at this because this I just resuscitate my interest here in this series. This is not going to do it. We've got six coming we up. We are getting into a very big valley oh. in the in the franchise. Oh God, so we're going to have to make our own fun, I think. We really will. <laughs> pretty much until the latest one, I think. I will say the best things about Halloween Part 5 the revenge oh, did you notice that it was the return and the revenge just yeah. like the return of the jedi and revenge of the, Ooh, the sith yeah no i, I did not purely wow. a coincidence i'm sure Pure. but and revenge was tacked on in post yeah because it doesn't even say it on the uh, actual title yeah. credits so yeah. they did it yeah and like i said i mentioned this in part four putting the clown suit on her for the poster yeah. that's a cheat didn't happen at all yeah <laughs> you know just it's just shit all around you just mentioned nightmare five i'm like man nightmare five is like citizen yeah. kane <laughs> right. next to this I, yeah. I feel like it is or at least friday the 13th but, but i will <laughs> end talking part five with a good note cookie woman i love that oh yeah that's I'll, I'll just leave it at that you had to leave some intrigue for this movie chris <laughs> now sure. people are gonna want to watch it just yeah, to be well, like what the shit is chris talking that's about what I do. well if you have the box set then you have to have an excuse you know justify your investment I right <laughs> oh but we are getting ready to trudge through part six of the halloween franchise maybe it's better than i remember because i had a good memory of part five and i didn't like it so maybe i'll like part six because it's the opposite are we gonna watch both cuts chris oh i don't know i that that's a lot to ask okay uh, <laughs> well tune in we'll find out what we're doing on the next episode and you can tune in on cnjradio.com the home of the last theater and all the cnj radio family of podcasts go there to check us out on facebook twitter let us know what you think of the series this series that we're doing and the halloween series as well and you can find the podcast there on cnjradio.com as well as apple podcast spotify and many other podcasting apps all right we'll uh get ready for the curse yes bye Nothing above, nothing below. I'm so embarrassed. It's what we're here for. Rescue cats. Find dogs. That's a job. And we love it. Just let's go.